0: They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick, Tech Guide, episode 209. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news reviews And opinions. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading once again. And for all you first time listeners, welcome on board. On this week's show, the telcos that scored the highest satisfaction ratings, the massive changes coming to Windows 10, and the ideas from IKEA on how to create a more sustainable home. In the tech guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Philips Hue 2.0 lighting system, the Sony Xperia X Performance smartphone, and the cloud solution that provides unlimited storage. And we'll finish things off with the Tech Guide Helpdesk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number 1 Wi-Fi brand, and Norton, the company that helps ke- keeps you and your family safe online. Plenty to talk about, so let's get cracking. Well, the telcos, our mobile phone providers, uh pretty competitive uh when it comes to getting our business but which ones do the best job which ones provide the highest levels of satisfaction that that's it it is quite an industry where uh, it is easy for a customer to up and leave a telco if they're not happy so uh with that in mind there is that massive level of competition between uh, sim only providers, phone and plan providers, postpaid providers, prepaid as well. So many alternatives and so many choices for customers as well. Well, Canstar Blue conducted uh, research across three types of phone plans, and those are phone and plan, sim only, prepaid. And sim only postpaid. Now for phone and plan, that is, as its name suggests, it's a plan that uh, provides you with your data and call allowances and texts, and as well as giving your phone, which you pay off over the course of your contract. Now the, in that category, Virgin Mobile was the clear winner. Across several of the categories, and the categories are are these: overall satisfaction, which is kind of the sum of the sum sums up all the, the those uh, different categories. The individual categories before that, though, are value for money, customer service, network coverage, sign up and activation, plan flexibility, and billing. So they're pretty uh, pretty much covers the length and breadth of what a customer looks for in a plan. And Virgin Mobile, in this case, won across all areas but one. Uh, That was network performance. So Virgin Mobile topped it for value for money, customer service, sign-up and activation, plan flexibility, and billing. The only company to beat them in this area was Telstra for network coverage. Moving on to SIM-only prepaid plans, and the winner here, with a perfect five out of five stars across the board, was Aldi Mobile. Now, this is the result of providing good service, good coverage, and reasonable pricing. And Aldi, as we said, scored across the board perfect five stars out of five in all of those. So value for money, customer service, network coverage, ease of recharge, sign up and activation, and billing. So their overall satisfaction was five stars. The nearest competitor in that SIM-only prepaid category was Amasim that had four stars in each of those areas as well. It's interesting to note that Equal last in overall satisfaction with three stars in the SIM-only prepaid category were all the majors, Optus, Telstra, Virgin Mobile, and Vodafone. Moving along to the SIM-only postpaid area, and the resounding winner here was Amazim. Again, with a perfect score in every category except for network coverage, which was once again won by Telstra. Now, just on post-paid SIM plans, m- most Australians are happy with the value of the, that their plans offer. And the current average that people spend on a SIM-only post-paid plan, the average is $43 a month. Now, interesting to note here that in all categories in the SIM-only post-paid plans, Vodafone came in last. Now, you've got to remember, this is research that was conducted among Australians, 2,600 adults that had a mobile phone. They were interviewed for this study, and they were, were the ones who provided the ratings for these CanStar Blue results. Interesting, uh, you know, the Rolling Stones were the ones who said, I can't get no satisfaction. I'm not going to sing that, don't worry. But the customers uh, certainly are being satisfied in uh, in their telco services here. And the big winners here, once again, Virgin Mobile in mobile phone and plan, Aldi Mobile in SIM only prepaid, and Amazim as the SIM only postpaid. If you want to read more about those those CanStar results, you can see all of those charts and all the ratings at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Well, we are coming up to... The first anniversary for Windows 10, the one-year anniversary of Windows 10's release is on August the 2nd, and to celebrate, they're going to do quite a massive update that's going to include improvements across the line, across the park, there are plenty of updates for Windows 10, but... If you want to get Windows 10 for free, you better get your skates on because July 29 will be the last day you'll be able to get Windows 10 to upgrade to Windows 10 from 7 or Windows 8.1. The, uh, the last day will be July 29. After July 29, if you want to upgrade from those systems, you'll need to pay or you'll need to buy a new device with Windows 10 pre-installed. So hurry up. Get Windows 10. I highly recommend Windows 10. It's more. It's there's more than 350 million active devices running Windows 10, and it has received the highest level of customer satisfaction than any other Windows operating system. So, plenty of reasons to upgrade. But be sure to do it before July 29 if you don't want to pay. If you've got a, a machine running Windows 7 or Windows 8.1, you've got until July 29 to get your free upgrade so you better hurry up. But moving on to the Windows 10 anniversary update and plenty of changes, plenty of upgrades. And there are but there are four key areas that we're going to talk about here that uh, that deserve a bit of attention and they are Windows Hello, Cortana, Windows Inc., and gaming. On Windows Hello, that this is this feature that can actually authenticate who you are using your camera. So instead of you remembering a password or typing in a password or using a fingerprint or whatever, you just need to look through the camera and the computer will recognize you and authenticate you through the camera. That security will also now extend to third-party applications like, for example, accessing a Dropbox, uh, files in, in your Dropbox. Or it will even sign you in securely to websites using Windows Hello. But you need to be using though the Microsoft Edge browser, which is part of Windows 10. Cortana has also seen a massive improvement. This is the digital assistant that you can talk to, kind of the Windows version of Siri. Siri is what you've seen on Apple on Apple devices, and and soon to be on their Macs as well. Cortana is the Windows equivalent. That's the digital assistant. That you can ask her to look for photos and look for files you've worked on. But the improvement here is a Cortana can now work from the lock screen. So, from the lock screen, you can ask questions, you can play music, set yourself reminders without even having to unlock the device. It, once you have unlocked the device, of course, you can access sensitive material. Like, you know, you might be able to say, Find me email sent to me from. Bill Gates, and it will then go through your files. Not that I get any emails from Bill Gates, but you know what I mean. If you want to search for a particular email from a certain person, you can just ask to for those emails to be shown, and Cortana will go off and do it. Uh, it it's really improved that the way you talk to it, that sort of natural language processing has improved. So you can actually talk to Cortana like a real assistant. Like you might say, Cortana, set me a reminder to call such and such at 4.30 when I get home. Uh, move the meeting from Tuesday at 4.30 to Wednesday to 4.30, and it will go ahead and do it. The other other, uh, improvement with Cortana is it'll now work with third-party applications. So just last week, Stan, the subscription video on-demand service, was introduced to Windows 10. And now using Cortana, you can actually ask to watch certain programs. So you might say, watch Billions or watch Wolf Creek, whatever stand program you happen to be watching. Uh, and Cortana will go ahead and do it. Without you having to type in anything, it'll find it. All you have to do is just use your voice. You can search by name. You can search through the programs. Uh, and so that that's really extended Cortana's use. And it is it isn't available, though, Cortana. Not from August the 2nd will you be able to use Cortana. It's still It won't be part of the final build. So it's coming soon to Australia. It's going to roll out from August the second. So you can you can expect in the coming weeks and months is when when Cortana will be will be fully functional. Moving along, Windows Ink. Now this is an, a feature that allows you to write even easier on devices, and it 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 should become as natural as writing on a real with a real pen on paper. And now it's become it's become even easier with a new feature that allows you now to write, uh, make a note, or draw on a screenshot, even in the lock screen. So another feature is sticky notes. And these are it, it, like the real-life sticky notes. You know the yellow Post-it notes? Imagine you uh, putting a sticky note on your Windows 10 device and writing a note on that sticky note. They've become smart enough now, so if you happen to write down a date or a phone number or a web address or write a list, those entries, even though they're handwritten, will become uh, suggested calendar entries, clickable links, reminders, so it's intelligent enough to know that, okay, you're taking note of a date or a site or something you need to remember, something I can help you with, and it'll make it clickable or referable on, in, through another application. So if it, it, it might become a clickable link, so then it'll open up Microsoft Edge so you can view it. Uh, you can also, uh, you can even, if you're tracking a flight number, for example, you might be, you can just write QF11 and it will then show you the flight status or show you if it's late or on time or whatever, just simply by writing a flight number down on a sticky note as well. So uh, another addition to the sketch pad is a ruler. You put the ruler on the screen. You can move it around with one finger. If you want to change the angle, you use two fingers. So you can draw straight lines now on your sketches. Finally, uh, and just this is just the last part of the highlights that I'm, I'm talking about. There are there are hundreds of changes which I've outlined on Tech Guide. Everything from the different action centers and the start menus and tablet modes. That's all fully outlined on Tech Guide. But I just thought I'd touch on. The gaming on the gaming side, there's also plenty of changes, and Windows 10 become even more deeply integrated with Xbox. In fact, now you can play your Xbox games on any device. So, the game store, which is now across the Xbox, PC, and phone, you can now buy first party game titles. Uh, which are can be, which are available as applications across all your devices. So you can have the full game across your devices so you can start a game on one device and maybe continue it on another so you're never going to miss out. If you've also got a gaming laptop running Windows 10, you, you've got a game that might support 4K, for example, you can connect that laptop with HDMI to a 4K television and it will output to that 4K screen and give you 4K resolution if that game supports it. That's pretty impressive as well. So, you're not limited to the resolution of your device's screen. If it is capable of playing in 4K and you connect a 4K TV, that's exactly what it's going to do. Windows 10 anniversary update coming August the 2nd. But in the meantime, if you want to read about all of those changes that we spoke about, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Now, we've all heard about sustainability. We talk about being living a more sustainable life or having a more sustainable home. A lot of people maybe not, maybe not know, they might not understand what that actually means. Sustainability means this, renewing resources at a rate equal to or greater than the rate they're consumed. So the main areas we're talking about here uh, being energy, which has a lot to do with the technology we use and how we use electricity, water and waste. And 63% of Australians have expressed the, the fact that they would love to become more sustainable at home. Now, our, our friends at IKEA, which is a place where you can buy everything from a pot plant to a, a whole a set of shelves or a lounge suite, IKEA have come up with a new report called People and Planet Positive. And they've come up with some ideas on how Australians can become more sustainable in their homes. And, I, and we'll go through each room and the products that IKEA offer that can help you do that. But firstly, I thought I'd point out the fact that uh, there's some interesting stats that the report has uncovered. Uh, more than one in three find the whole thing of becoming sustainable just overwhelming. They don't know where to start. More than half of Australians, that's 57%, are aware of, this, of the cost and time-saving benefits. But 26% of Australians think there, are, think there are no cost savings available from sustainability. Well, with that in mind, consider this. The report revealed that households in Australia throw away more than a $1,000 worth of food every year. They just buy too much or waste it. They don't use it all. More than a quarter of households, that's 25%, more than 25%, uh, admit to letting food go bad. So they buy food not thinking they've already got something there or they leave something in the back of the cupboard and not use it. And that goes to waste. And and on average, we're throwing away a $1,036 worth of food every year. That's a lot of money. Even something as simple as installing a water-saving tap can also save money on your water bill. So you, you can save with, with, with a, a new a tap from Ikea if it, it, it runs at 3 litres a minute rather than 18 litres a minute. That's going to add up to saving 260 baths of water per year. Imagine that off your water bill. Even obvious things like replacing LED lights can, means you can save yourself the cost of 22 traditional light bulbs. So an LED will last longer than 22 normal light bulbs. So at the time of purchase, you might think, God, I'm paying double for an LED lamp or an LED bulb rather than a normal bulb. Well, even though you're paying double, you're actually going to save 20 times the cost because if you had had a normal bulb, you would have had to go replace it 20, 21 other times. So... That's a significant cost savings. Now, we're we're already on the right path. Australians are really good recyclers. 90% 90 of us recycle. 79% do things like minimising their air conditioning and heating. And 78% have already replaced those standard lights with LEDs. So we're already on track. But IKEA has taken a position here where they want to help people become more sustainable at home. In fact, more than 10,000 of its products are built with that in mind, with sustainability in mind. So going through, and, and by saying that, I mean they already offer not only solutions to help you become more sustainable, but they're actually products, their products are sustainable as well. Like, for example, they make, uh, that you can buy chairs from IKEA that are made from recycled plastic and wood stools, 40% of them are made of recycled materials. And of course, all those LED lights. In fact, the only lighting LED does sell is LED lighting. But if you look around your home, let's start with the kitchen. This is the area where there are most opportunities to save energy, water and waste. Good storage. With clear containers is a good place to start. So if you're looking in your pantry, you know exactly what you've got inside those containers. You can arrange them front to back so that the new stuff's at the back and you move the older stuff to the front. So you use it, you don't waste it. Uh, it's just a simple thing like clipping a, a, a packaging, resealing a package with a very clip, that may, can make that food maybe last two more days and, and, and stay fresh rather than it going stale and going away. So you have to throw that away. So just so something as simple as that helps out Uh, a lot of the wooden kitchen products from ikea are made from bamboo and that actually because it's a grass it's actually not a tree it's grass it actually grows quickly so it takes months uh, to to grow and to be utilized rather than decades uh, for a normal tree the water efficient tap i was talking about before the alescar that runs at i said as i said three liters a minute instead of up to 18 liters per minute as well uh, but even doing simple things like uh, having bins under your sink to sort out your waste and your recycling, you might have a bin for recycling, a bin for for food scraps uh, and other things, newspapers and things like that. Uh, that is a big help as well. Another big help too is the induction hob. I'm sure you've heard of induction cooking, where uh, you place the pot on the surface. It's a flat surface, and it only generates enough energy to cover the size of the pot. Like with a normal stove top, if you have got a gas burner, if you're using, whether you're using a massive pot or a small pot, it still lights up the same number of burners, as would an electric stove as well. It doesn't make any compensation for the size of the pot or pan. An induction hob does that. In fact, the technology aboard the Sensuel range, can determine the size of the pot that's sitting on it and use only enough energy to cover that size of that pot or pan. And that works out to be not only 60% faster, but 40% more energy efficient. So that's going to be a big saving on your energy bill in the bedroom things like having uh, all the all of IKEA's products are made from hundred percent sustainable cotton so they they actually use one percent of the world's cotton supply uh, at IKEA but if you use in your bedroom say you, you use a duvet the bed the IKEA duvets are made uh, inside the duvet the fluffy material is actually wood cellulose that's spun from wood waste products into like a, it's spun like fairy floss to give it that soft feel. So you'll feel warmer in winter, cooler in summer, and that'll save you on heating and cooling costs. Even something as simple in the laundry, for example, as using a rack to air out your clothes. Rather than giving, washing everything after one wear, if you air out your clothes, you may you may be able to get a second wear out of things like shirts and blouses. So rather than the less you wash, the more water you're going to save, that's going to save not only the become help you become more sustainable, but also save on your water bill as well. Uh, in the living room, a floor rug can, can save heating costs because apparently a lot of heat escapes through your floor. So if you have covered floors with a rug, that's going to help keep in the heat and also reduce your energy bill. They also stock uh the these new blinds, they're hollow blinds at IKEA, and that hollow space offers natural insulation. So if it's on your window, it's gonna prevent heat leaking out, but also keep heat out in the summer. So you're gonna save on the cooling costs and you're gonna save on heating costs as well. And of course if you're if you want to grow your own herbs, your own vegetables, your own spices then you can do that with many products that allow you to create your own garden. Even whether you're living in a house or living in an apartment, you can get, for example, in an apartment, a little urban garden, which is like a little a little bin that you can let you create, uh, let you plant your herbs and plants and vegetables in there as well. So that's just a rundown of what IKEA is doing in this whole in, in an attempt to maintain that sustainability. And if you want to read more about that, we've written it down. At techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they're introducing the Arlo Q. This is an AC-powered 1080p HD camera with audio and enhanced night vision that lets you see and hear in perfect detail. Arlo Q is designed to deliver the best experience indoors. It comes with two-way audio so you can listen and talk back and forth. That means you can pop in to see how things are going on home while you're out. Set motion alerts. It even lets you know if anything moves and uses seven days of free cloud encodings to store a video record of events online. With Arlo, you've got every angle covered. For more information, visit arlo.com forward slash AU. Now, a tech guide review with Stephen Fennett. Kicking off the tech guide reviews this week is the Philips Hue 2.0. This is a wireless lighting system that allows that allows you control through your smartphone, through your tablet, through your computer, through your smartwatch, and even with your voice. Now the Philips ecosystem of products all starts with a little bridge. This is a square product about the size of the, uh, the, an Apple TV, not the new TV, the one that came before, it's about that size. It connects directly with your router. It also needs to be connected directly to power. Now, once you've installed the Philips Hue app, it'll find the bridge and from there, allow you then to add lights, light bulbs and, and various other accessories that make up your system. So you may have a lamp in your lounge room. You may have one in your dining room one in your office, one in the bedroom, and they all connect back to the bridge. And through the app, you're able to turn them on, to dim them, group them together so they all turn on at once, they all turn off at once. But it also allows you to set different scenarios. So you might set it so that when you walk out the door, all the lights off turn, off turn off automatically. When you come back home, they all turn back on. You can even set different scenes, different colors even for your lights. You can group them together, as I said. You can set timers and lighting schedules. So you might be able to create a scenario where you might be out or on holidays and your lights can turn on and off. Uh, it's possible to have uh, little scenes where the wake-up scene, night, bedtime mode, so that you group your lights and tell them what to do through the app. So once you activate that mode, it'll just do what you've asked to do. So for example, wake-up mode, the, all the lights will come on at the same time. If it's bedtime mode, they'll all turn off. Nighttime mode, they may be, uh, they may be at a certain brightness and a certain color. Uh, so it gives you that kind of flexibility as well. But not only that, if you you can set lights yeah so lighting uh, it really affects the atmosphere of your home the feel of your home uh, even your mood you, you can set lighting through the Philips system if you want to be if you want to feel more energized you can make your light a certain color if you need to concentrate read or relax there are colors and brightnesses and intensities that can help you encourage that kind of action uh, you can even connect the lights to your smoke alarm So you can make the lights turn red if it hears the smoke alarm or even connected to your burglar alarm, it can make all the lights flash as well. So, so many options here. And of course, not only can you control it through the app, you can even control it if you've got an Apple Watch. You can control it with widgets on the watch and also through Siri. So if you've set, uh, say, your lounge light, you can say turn lounge on. And it will turn the lounge light on or turn lounge off and it'll turn it off. Or you can say, turn everything off, turn this one off, activate this scenario. So whatever you've said in the app, you can just uh, talk to it through Siri and it will do it. So true voice command for your lighting. Truly incredible. Now... The other lights you can add to the system, you can buy a starter kit which gives you the bridge, a couple of bulbs. They're either white bulbs that that can only be white and bright and dimmed or colour bulbs which can be several colours and also dimmable as well. So you can... Uh, have those original bulbs, have your, your, your bridge and then add other lights as you go, including the Hue Go. This is a small portable light. It looks like a bowl, but it's actually a light. So it needs to be charged on a full charge. can last about three hours and position anywhere on your network and controlled as if it is connected physically to your electricity system. Uh, The other light is the Hue Bloom, where this actually sits and it can be angled up to a ceiling or a wall and really change the character of a room just by changing the colour. There's also the Hue Light Strips, so they can be placed underneath entertainment units or under a bench or along a hallway to give you that illumination as well. And all these lights can be controlled uh, with changing different colors and di- and different brightnesses through the app as well. You can also add switches to your system. the hue tap is around. A uh, round switch that has four buttons: a main button and three smaller buttons. And these four presets can be set to to assign scenes or actions. Like one action, maybe turn everything off. Another action, maybe turn everything on. Another one could be to activate a reading mode or energize mode. Whatever you want to assign to those buttons, you can. That's uh, that is that, and that button too, the hue tap, doesn't even require batteries. Would you believe it? Works by the power of your touch as you press the buttons on the switch. It it gains energy at the same time. There is also a hue dimmer switch as well, and that allows you to access all the many of the features that you would get on the on the app, but uh, with a physical switch. So you can dim the lights, turn them on or off. Uh, dim them up and down, turn them on and off, uh, and that can be just positioned on your wall as well. The Philips Hue system, uh, a terrific lighting system. It gives you tremendous control. I really enjoy turning my lights off by talking to Siri on my Apple Watch, and that can then go ahead and turn lights on and off as I choose, as I say it, so I can give voice commands on my lighting. It's a cool party trick and one I'm sure you would enjoy yourself. If you want to read our full review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Moving right along, we're going to talk about the Sony Xperia X Performance. This is the new Sony smartphone. And this was a really interesting review because what I decided to do with my good mate Trevor Long, who is my co-host on Two Blokes Talking Tech, we both were given a phone and both decided, uh, this was Sony's suggestion, they wanted the two blokes uh, reviewing the phone together, we decided to take them for a drive into the countryside. We actually drove to Trevor's mum's pub in Walker Road. Uh, so, but we didn't do it any old way. We both drove a Mustang. I had the uh, the convertible. Trevor had the V8 GT, and off we went. Five hour drive from Sydney. We paired up our phones and were testing all obviously the features like calling, streaming, our, the the cameras on board, and the battery. Uh, the Xperia X performance uh, was what I was given. Trevor had the entry level S- Sony Xperia XA. Uh, which was the slimmest 5-inch smartphone. What I had was the the top-of-the-line Xperia X Performance with a full HD screen, 5-inch screen, 23-megapixel camera, uh, really nice sleek design, really refined brush metal rear panel. Uh, So it uh, it, it had all the features, including the fastest processor as well. Uh, the right edge had the on-off lock switch, which was also a fingerprint reader, which worked pretty well. There was a volume rocker key. There's also a dedicated camera button on that side. And you can, on the left side, you can also get access to the SIM card and the micro SD card through a hatch on, this, on the left edge. Rather than having to get a, a, a needle or a, one of those SIM card openers, uh, this was really easy to access through that hatch. And uh, so you don't have to look everywhere for a pin to open up the SIM tray. Uh, the Xperia X Performance, as well as having all those cool features, it's also waterproof uh, to carry on the tradition from last year's Xperia models. Now that uh, Xperia X Performance is the only one that's waterproof. The XA and the Xperia X they're not waterproof. But more about them later. While we were driving the Mustangs, uh, we we did sync to the uh, we did pair the phones to the sync system. And we were listening to a lot of music and make a lot of calls. And that all went really well. But the real star of the show here is the camera. And we took a lot of photos along the way. You can see them on my story. Also shot a video. The video uh, was pretty impressive. I'll talk about that in a minute. But the camera itself uh, was was. Uh, uh, above average here. This is continuing the trend with Sony Xperia phones. 23 megapixel rear camera. It's got a hybrid autofocus, so you can take pictures really quickly. It it focuses fast. You can take the pictures fast. Uh, Even had a 13 megapixel selfie camera that didn't do such a bad job either. Main camera was really impressive. Took really bright images, sharp. And the the thing with the Sony camera, the Sony smartphone, and... All, all all pictures when on 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 the device it's taken on all look great. If you look at a picture taken on a Samsung's AMOLED screen, it looks great. If you look, if you take a picture on any other device, including the Sony Xperia X Performance, looks magnificent. But when you take those photos off that particular device and put them on a on a, another device on your computer or somewhere where you can view it. Uh, so it, it all you're seeing is the actual quality of the photo rather than the quality of the device's screen. You know, it punches up the colours as it looks really bright and sharp. When you get them off the device, they don't look anywhere near as good. Well, with the Xperia X Performance, they actually did look good because that just proved that they were good photos to begin with. They didn't just look good on the device, if you know what I mean. Uh, so that they were pretty smart images, really nice colors, really warm, a lot of warmth to them a lot of accurate colors as well, so they really held their own once once I got them off the device, even the selfie camera you can see a couple of selfies I took with it uh, on my review there uh, on the video side it was what was what was impressive was the optical image stabilization, and what I did I had it on I had the phone on a stand it was was videoing forward so you can see the road ahead of me and what you could see the optical image stabilization was working because the bonnet you could see the bonnet moving up or down yet the horizon and the frame pretty much stayed still that was the optical image stabilization at work right there uh the the only thing though the disappointment with the camera is that it can't shoot 4k video so the maximum resolution to shoot video is, is full hd a lot of other devices including their range from last year could all shoot 4k as can other cameras like other smartphones like the samsung galaxy s7 uh, the iphone 6 and 6s they can all shoot uh, 4k but what do you do with all that content once you finish with all those photos there is a cool feature called the sony xperia movie creator so all what it does it takes all of your images and videos from your album and lets you create a short movie and it'll even allow you to write text on the screen and provide the backing music. So you can create a little highlight reel of your trip and that's exactly what I did. Uh, You can see that on my review on Tech Guide. I I, uh, created a little video that showed the the Mustangs driving and some photos I took and even a, a snippet of video in there as well. So that's really interesting. Now, just to wrap it up, the battery on the Xperia X Performance. Now, I thought... ...that the Xperia X Performance had the same battery as the XA and the Xperia X. I found out that the battery on the XA, entry level, and the Xperia X were, ha- have, were, set, were told by Sony, were claimed by Sony that you could run for two days with those batteries. So I thought, okay, let's give it a crack. But I discovered that the Xperia X Performance didn't have a two-day battery, because it does have a higher resolution screen, it does have a faster processor. So I went in thinking it was going to be a two-day battery, and when it didn't get to two days, I was a little disappointed. Well, since I found out that it's not an actually two-day battery performance, but like a regular battery let's call it 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 it, it was no better or worse than a regular battery so it lasted easily a day and into the next day so battery uh better than i thought i thought it was two days but i was wrong it's only it's normal battery in it uh but gave me a full day and even made it almost a morning tea the next day so pretty impressive there is also quick charging like a 10 minute charge you can add more than five hours of use which is pretty handy as well the Sony Xperia X Performance is the top of the range. It's 999 The XA is 499 And the Xperia X, which is the same camera, slightly slower processor than the X Performance. It's also not waterproof, and that's 200 bucks cheaper. So if waterproof is not something you want, and you, you don't mind a slightly slower processor, then maybe the Xperia X can save you a couple of hundred bucks. But overall, the Xperia X Performance has got a lot of features, excellent camera, uh, and, and a really easy device to use. Running Android without too much intrusion from a Sony UI, uh, it is really a pleasure to use. And if you want to read my complete review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide, this is Tech Guide with Stephen Vennick. Now, how important is storage in our lives? You think about it, our smartphones, our tablets, our computers, our laptops. We all need storage. We all need to back up what's on our devices. And we need to have our pictures and videos and documents and music stored securely so that if, God forbid, anything goes wrong with the device or we lose it or get stolen, at least we have our content ready to go to be planted back on a replacement device. Now, a lot of the one option that we're taking nowadays is with our cloud drives. And I recently found that Amazon Amazon Drive has come to Australia. Now, the difference with Amazon Drive when compared to its competitors is the fact that Amazon Drive offers unlimited storage. So no need to worry about a certain plan. Okay, I can only afford eight gig or 10 gig or whatever. No such problem here. It's it's unlimited. So you don't have to work out how much storage space you need. You can just add to it forever. So there's no limit to the amount of storage customers can use. So you will never, ever, ever run out of space. Customers can try the unlimited storage plan for free for three months. And then from there, if you're happy with it, it'll just cost you a flat rate of $100 a year. Now, when you work that out over 12 months, that's $8.33 a month. Two coffees a month can get you unlimited storage with Amazon Drive. And the files are not reduced in size or all your photos are still at the full resolution and content can be accessed from anywhere. So if you've got all your stuff in the cloud, you've got all your photos and your documents, whatever you need, you can access them with other device, from other devices from the Amazon Drive as well. You can start using the Amazon unlimited online service right now. You can kick off a three month trial And if you want to read more about it and click through to that Amazon offer to start your three-month trial, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family and your devices safe online. And we're just talking about all the valuable stuff that we store on our computers, our photos, our videos, our, our documents, our work documents, tax documents, all this stuff. Well, imagine not being able to access them. Imagine that they were gone or locked away, encrypted and impossible to retrieve. Well, This is reality, and that's actually called ransomware. Ransomware, that's a malware that locks you out of your own files and then asks you to pay up to access it or lose them forever. Ransomware, unfortunately, is on the rise here in Australia. In fact, Australia is now the most targeted country for ransomware attacks in the Southern Hemisphere. Norton Security Premium is a powerful internet security solution that can help keep you safe from ransomware by identifying and warning you against dodgy files before you click and backing up your files from your PC to the cloud so you'll always have a copy if anything goes awry. To learn more about how to protect your online life, visit au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. I got an interesting email from a reader asking about why a DVD couldn't play on their computer. uh, I think the person bought this DVD for their son and they said, won't play in the computer. Uh, We connected it to a monitor, still won't play. Well, the answer's pretty simple. I think you need to check the region coding of the DVD. Yes, region coding still in existence for DVDs, for Blu-ray discs as well. Here in Australia, we are region B when it comes to Blu-ray, so B for Blu-ray, region four for DVD. So if your computer has the same region coding, if you bought it here in Australia, has the same region coding as your DVD. Now, some DVD players allow you to set the region code or change it two to three times. Once it's changed after a certain number of times, it locks to that region code. So best be careful if you do have a Region 4 player on your computer, uh, it will only play Region 4 discs. Now, there are ways around it. You can play non-Region 4 discs, so it's maybe Region 1 discs from the US, with a program called VLC. VLC allows you to play not only uh, AVI files, MP4 files, whatever. There is an option to open discs, to play discs on that as well, and that is region agnostic, so you don't have to worry about the region. That's one little way around it. If you download VLC. V for Victor, L for Larry, C for Charlie, VLC will help you get around it. Good news is, though, before you wrap up the help desk, uh, about 4K Ultra HD discs. They are, ladies and gentlemen, region free. So you, there is no region coding on 4K Ultra High Definition discs. So if you do have a 4K TV and a 4K player, and want 4K movies, you can buy them from anywhere in the world. I recently was in the US, brought back a couple of 4K discs, 4K movies that weren't available here in Australia. I think I bought Independence Day 20th Anniversary Edition on 4K. The 4K disc worked a treat. The accompanying Blu-ray, because when you buy 4K, you get the 4K disc and the Blu-ray disc. The 4K disc that came in that package was region a, which is the US so that didn't work but the 4K disc is all I was worried about I already had it on Blu-ray here in Australia 4K disc worked a charm so no need to worry about region coding when it comes to 4K discs not that you've got a 4K display in your computer if you do have a player the good news is you can buy your 4K disc from anywhere I know I'm going to and if you want to read more about 4K you want read more about region coding you can check out our stories that we've done at techguide.com.au Whoa, and that is our show for this week. Everything we've talked about can be found at techguide.com.au and we'd love to hear from you as well. So get in touch with us at infotechguide.com.au. Big thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs and also a shout out to Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online. It's been great having your company once again. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, Stay safe and stay connected.